0: Welcome to the first draft club, a podcast to help you write your book with joy, clarity, and maybe a few coffee stains. If you're working on a novel or a memoir, whether you haven't written creatively since seventh grade English, or you have an MFA in creative writing, this podcast is for you. I'm here to help you fight through resistance and finish your draft. I'm Mary Atkins. You can find my novels when you read this and privilege at your favorite bookstore. If you live in Nashville, you might run into me at the local farmer's market on a Saturday morning. I'll be the one chasing the two-year-old who's just stolen the bell that signals the start of the market. That is a true story. Each episode, I pick a favorite question from my weekly word shop, not workshop, but word shop with my course students to answer here for you from how to write when you aren't inspired to how to get an agent. I'll share my tools and tactics for tackling questions that all authors face as we make our way to the final page. Each episode is short. We get in and get out of my closet, literally, which is where I am recording right now, so that you can get back to your life and your manuscript. Now let's finish your book joyfully. Dear Mary, what if I don't know what it is I'm writing yet? With the project I'm currently working on, I keep going back and forth between thinking it should be a collection of short stories and thinking it should be a novel. Do you have any advice on how to get a draft done when the structure keeps changing in my head? Great question. I do have some advice. Um, My advice is that it doesn't matter. So you can let go of this question, you can let go of this concern because it doesn't matter. You don't have to decide right now. It can be both, it can be neither. This question does not have to affect your, the writing of your first draft. So this writer is asking specifically about whether the project is a collection of short stories or a novel, and it's possible that it could sort of be both. I was trying to think of some novels that were essentially collections of of connected short stories, and I thought of a couple. I thought of A Visit from the Goon Squad by Jennifer Egan. So this is a fantastic book. If you haven't read it yet, um, it is... Each chapter is in a, a different tone and style. It's set across decades and in, in different locations and connecting these stories is music um, and, and a couple of characters, um, a record executive and um, the woman who works for him. So, so a Visit from the Goon Squad is a really great example of a novel that is, that is also sort of short stories, um, but, but sold as a novel. Another is Olive Kitteridge by Elizabeth Strout. Olive Kitteridge is this retired school teacher and, um, it, all of the stories take place in a small town in Maine and they, they all touch, um, on, on the life of Olive Kitteridge. So, so she is the, the, connective tissue between these stories, even though she's not always the the protagonist in the stories. Um, she's nonetheless a, a presence in them. And so I, I don't think you have to decide, you know, I think um, for this person, I would say I would, you know, write the book that that wants to be written and then and then see you know see from there what it is is it is it short stories or is it short stories that are so so closely connected that it can be characterized as a novel and it also may not be entirely your decision which um, is a point I'm going to talk about more in a moment I want to turn now to interpret this question in relation to another question that I hear a lot, which is whether to write a memoir or a fictionalized version of your life. Um, This question comes up a lot for people, I find, when the idea of a straight memoir is daunting for some reason. Either the writer is afraid of what family will think or feel, if they were ever to read it, if it were published, Or it may be about uh, a period of their life that is still very tender and difficult to write about authentically without, um, you know, surfacing some trauma. I teach storytelling for the moth, and we have a saying that we tell stories from our scars, not our wounds. And that's for a reason. You know, it's in, in part to protect you from unearthing what isn't ready to be unearthed. But to to get back to this question of what form the, the project is ultimately going to take when that question is memoir versus novel, again, I would say you don't need to decide, at least not at first. I think it's fine to let the writing tell you what it is. If, as you write, you find that you're fictionalizing large chunks of the story, Okay, that's telling you something. Maybe it's telling you that you're not ready to write a straight, you know, straight nonfiction book right now. Um, you, you know, you want to to fictionalize elements of this story, which is perfectly fine. On the other hand, if you find that writing the story as it as it truly happened to you is easy to do, maybe you are ready to write the memoir and and. You can decide later what to do with it, who to show it to, etc. You're never under any obligation to publish anything you've written, of course, or show it to anyone. So some sometimes we know what the thing is that we're writing, and other times it's murkier. And when that happens, I think the best strategy is to explore it through the writing rather than to feel pressure to decide up front what it is. Frankly, it's, it's also pretty easy to change a thing's form later on. Um, you know, if you're writing in first person, you just change it to third person. You know, if you're writing from real life, you just change some names and identifying details. If you've written stories and you want to, to cast them as a novel, you just need to make sure they're connected thematically. Um, these are all things that can happen fairly easily and, and in a straightforward way on revision. And finally, if what you've written is is ambiguous in its in its nature and in what, you know, what kind of thing it is and it could go a couple of different ways, you know, this could be a short story collection or it could be sold as a novel, then the odds are that your literary agent, if if you do choose to go the traditional publishing route and have a literary agent, Odds are that your literary agent is going to have a, a strong opinion on how you should frame this book when you try to sell it. And literary agents know what sells. I mean, it, it's their job to know this. It's their job to do this. So it may not be a decision that you have to make a loan or even want to make a loan without you know factoring in the expertise of someone who is, is intimately familiar with the publishing industry. You know, when I was working on my first novel, when you read this, several times I felt like the structure was, you know, maybe too weird. Um, It's the the novel is told in emails and text messages and Domino's pizza receipts and blog posts and and pictures. So that gives you a sense of um, the unusual nature of, of that novel structure. So occasionally when I was drafting before I had an agent, before I'd sold the book, um, I would start to think, oh, this this structure is too weird. And I would feel pressure to turn it into more traditional prose. When I tried that, it never worked. It, It fell flat. I didn't like it. I didn't have fun doing it. The people in my writing group who read it didn't respond positively to it. Whereas when I wrote it the way I wanted to write it, it was better. It was punchy. It was fun. People liked it. And I liked doing it. And since it was better, that was the version of the novel that that ultimately I found an, an agent for and that sold. So, you know, I use that as an example to say um, something I feel passionately about and and the students in my courses know I think this because I say a version of it a lot, I think it's important to go with what feels like it's working because it's exciting for you. It's fun. It has energy. To go with that over. Any notion of what you should be doing, what writing or literary rules tell you you're supposed to be doing, what commercial or publishing considerations that you read in blog posts or on Reddit somewhere say you need to do. You know, you read on Reddit that short stories don't sell. And so you spend the next five years of your life trying to write a novel when really what you love to write are short stories. Um, short stories do sell. Otherwise, there wouldn't be books of short stories. Um, just like, you know, adult books that are written in emails and domino pizza receipts and pictures sell because mine sold. So it, you know, of course there are trends and it's savvy to be aware of those publishing trends, but I, I would never let them dictate what you choose to write because your best writing is going to be writing that, that excites you and that therefore has energy and heart and enthusiasm behind it. Thanks for listening to The First Draft Club. Subscribe and leave a review, and I will adore you forever. And if you want to submit your own questions and attend these sessions live, you can join our community of authors by going to maryadkinswriter.com. That's Adkins with a D, like donuts. And if you want to attend my free masterclass on how to finish your book in five simple steps, just go to maryadkinswriter.com slash masterclass. That's maryadkinswriter.com slash masterclass, and you can watch it instantly. Happy writing. See you next week.